So religion uh, has done some pretty terrible things over the years. It's um, hurt a lot of people, kept themselves in power, stolen a lot of money, etc., etc. I think one of the things I've been seeing recently is how the uh, Mormon church has been keeping up with like billions upon billions of dollars in savings that is protected from taxes. Oh, yeah. It, only giving out millions of dollars total in charitable reasons. Right. So they're just holding money. And that's just the Mormon church. And we're like, oh, how dare they? But who knows how much, like, the Catholic church has done that with. And how much knowledge, like, how much, how many documents, how much information is being withheld from the public by the Mormon church, the Catholic church, by, you know, governments by any other institutionalized entity um that if it were released we would have a better understanding for who we are as people um our history you know our potential i don't know i'm, I'm kind of in favor of opening up those vaults and letting people know what they contain so that we can decide for ourselves if this faith this religion has been worth our time or if it's time to abandon it and move on and i do think i think that evolution um i think that inclusivity uh, requires the extinction of religion and it is a product of evolution yeah i mean when we look at star star trek (laughs) which is uh uh of course, what we all look at. Uh, but when we look at Star Trek The Next Generation, which was Gene Roddenberry's Magnus Opum or Magnum Opus. Magnum Opus, yeah. Thank you. Uh, because he tried, he started out in the original Star Trek, but The Next Generation is where he really honed in on the idea of what it was like, what the future could be like if we did the best for humanity. Mm-hmm. And came together and there's no religion there's no war between uh humans mm-hmm. now what we see is we see a military ship so we're going to see a lot of war but mm-hmm. they're actually i don't even know if they're a military ship or if they're a science ship i can't remember exactly what the purpose of that ship but they do get into a lot of wars for a science ship i've never i only ever watched star trek a day in my life but i have watched um the Orville, which is like a show that's loosely, or maybe not even loosely, but like directly based on Star Trek, right? I've heard it's the best Star Trek uh, series on TV right now. Yeah, plenty well. of times <laughs> by Star Trek fans. I don't know, but Picard just came out, so they might like Picard better. But they say that the Orville really is a great Star Trek. Well, I have series. no, um, no strong opinions on Star Trek whatsoever, but in Orville. Um, which I'm going to assume is the same in, in, in Star Trek, uh, but um, a lot of times when they get into conflict with other races or other um, beings, it's because that other uh, race is executing the wills of their religion so strongly that it brings them into conflict with, with what is the secular society of um earth or whatever wherever the orville is from whatever federation is a part of or whatever um so yeah even in that show religion drives a lot of conflict even if it's perpetuating 
the idea of a secular society. Yeah, and I mean, um, Star Trek uh, is a humanistic show. It's about humanism. It's about humans coming together can do good. Mm-hmm. And it's that belief. And uh, it does show the failures of that concept when we think us coming together, we can do good. If we do encounter other species, we're going to impose our will on them to mm-hmm. do good for them because we know better. And right. so it gets into uh, colonialism almost yeah. sense of what happens when you're trying to spread a religion. And humanism is not a religion, but it is. It is a philosophy, certainly. Yeah. Uh, because, as we said, anything can become a religion. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if we said that, but anything can become a religion. Well, we did. We talked about sports. We talked about yeah. politics. We talked about communities. We talk about, you know, when you're, when you're in high school, you know, the, the neighboring town, their high school is the enemy because, you know, they're the others for your high school. So yeah. you want to beat them in football. You want to beat them in basketball. You want to get into a fight with them in the playground or whatever. So, yeah. You, you've got to win. You've got to beat the other. And because you're better. Right. We're always better. And religion is like, we're not only better at sports, at education, at politics. We're better at the, at, our God can beat up your God. We are, we are better. My religion is so good that, like, you didn't want to know. Like, my religion can answer questions that you've never even thought of before. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like out of this world, literally. Completely. Completely yeah. out of this world. And it, Don't ask you, me where my God physically resides. Okay. That's not important. <laughs> God isn't a physical being. God can't physically reside in a physical space. God is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Eventually I'd like to get into a discussion on what we mean by by God and kind of discuss like what that means to different people because to me god means something different than what it means to a christian or a muslim or a jew yeah i mean so. there's there's a lot of difference uh there's a lot of nuance that we're we never even defined religion very well uh because you can't we did summarize that a little bit with the the five yeah. questions that it might answer when we use those five questions as the way to answer religion then we basically said atheism is a religion because atheism also answers those five questions. So for Would you all say that atheism is a, in order for someone to take on atheism as a belief, would that become a religious belief? I would say, yeah. it, so this is where we get controversial with uh, people who are atheists. We don't, ha- neither, neither of us are atheists here. No. Uh, so you have to ask the atheists to be certain on this. And some of the atheists I know would actually, I think, agree with what I'm about to say. Atheism is basic, is a belief system. A lot of atheism, atheists would say it's not a belief system. It's the, it's the absence of, of a belief system. Yeah, but it's a belief right. system. It has to be. The only the lack of a belief system to me would be agnostic, where you say, I don't know. Right. That's if the you, most lack of a belief system you can come up with. I guess the argument is, if you existed in a vacuum where the concept of God was never introduced, if you never had... Uh, the concept of of a desire of a humanistic desire to answer these questions philosophically or religiously about who you are if you existed in that kind of vacuum would you want to invent that idea right and so i guess the answer is yeah we did invent that idea 
yeah we, we have that desire to, we have desire to know and we have the desire to fulfill meaning we have the desire to explain things to ourselves in ways that we can understand them even if we say there is a one true religion there are so many different religions we obviously invented some religions right so so let's get into and theists can agree some religions are were invented uh unless you are a um pluralist so unless you're a pluralist who believes that all religions come together then you believe religions were invented by something that's not higher than us so how do you invent a religion how am i going to invent a religion well easily uh i need so this is where we get to the part of the podcast where i do some self-disclosure and say i've already invented a religion multiple times we talked about our friends in episode zero who recently passed uh he invented a religion in high school called binderism he did holy crap he did i forgot about that yes yeah i think i had something to do with that at some point so (laughs) i am like one of the the people who show up in the religious text who's just kind of there i'm like lots uh lot i guess who (laughs) isn't really a part of the religion but he shows up in some of the texts so i'm like the lot version of binderism um could i invent a religious text that would not other like not create others so i created this religious text that's kind of based on uh christian uh, christianity uh that is very open and inclusive about what we're supposed to do uh and it was not easy and it is not perfect (laughs) i just wanted to do it i just wanted to invent a religion because i've been thinking about it for a long time so i did that i have a text somewhere i don't know where it is but i do have a religious textbook or a text like a that i invented so uh feel free to uh follow my religion which i called synopsia synopsia yes if you could find that text, I would like to make it publicly available on our. <laughs> I will look it. I'm actually looking it up right now. Synopsia. Which synopsia is just coming from the word synopsis. Right. I understand uh, that. I don't seem to find it. I have to okay, look well, it up. You can find it later. Yeah. I also misspelled synopsis. So when when you're when you're um. Oh, I found mind, it. In your mind, when you're creating a religion, what do you like? Um, what what principles do you uh, incorporate, or what do you what do you look for? So the things that I think that are important to create a religion, you have to offer hope. Okay. If you don't offer hope, what is the point of your religion? Okay. I think that's the most important thing. You have to offer some type of hope. So Especially by hope, for, by hope, do you mean like? A religion has to have like a meaning or well so okay so i'll say different there's hope and then there's meaning so maybe maybe i should do it in order of import uh in order of operations like okay. first you provide uh meaning right so the why or where are we who are we why are we so you provide a why right. and mm-hmm. that's great but then you need to offer some type of hope Otherwise, the why or the meaning means nothing. If you're like, we, God created us, and someday we're all going to die. Yeah, that sounds kind of boring. Please join my religion and pay me $300 a month. Yeah, nobody's going to buy. But here's the hope. The hope is someday 
you can join God. Right. If you follow these rules, there's the hope. We're, we'll get into the rules here in a second. So okay. you provide hope for hopeless mm-hmm. times. Because when people come to religion, when people come to cults, which we didn't even get into cults, but um, or define the difference between a religion and a cult. That's a different topic later on. Yeah. But when people join different religious groups, it's because they're looking for hope. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're not necessarily looking for meaning. They're looking for something to take them out of an oppression, take them out of a, um, a bad place in their life or uh, uh, uncertainty. And they're looking for some kind of hope, some kind of clarity of where they can go. So and I so, guess that would be the the how you get people into a religion, other than yeah. like forced conversion, threat of death, yeah. or murder, or um, natural sort of uh, cultural uh, conditioning. Yeah, people don't. I mean, there, there, yeah, there's co- coercion. There is uh, being basically born into a religion but right. people who willingly join a religion or switch to your religion they don't come to like christianity because it says in the beginning god created the world and the world will end and good people go to heaven bad people go to hell or jesus followers go to heaven jesus followers go to hell it's that jesus loves you and will save you jesus saves offers hope mm-hmm and so that's where they want they want that hope because save salvation saving is such a great thing i can be saved from my position where i am the problems i have there is salvation from me it. little old me little insignificant me who works down at the corner store in, in a little farm town in nowhere me i can be saved by jesus wow yes. this sounds amazing jesus, sign me up it's like getting to hang out with the president of the universe. Whoa. And I, I get a, to do that. Me. Yeah. I get to do that. Yeah. I can have a beer with the pre- Oh, wait. I can't have beer? I can have grape juice with the president you of the universe? You can have wine. You can have wine. And guess what? God himself will turn that water into wine for you. Turn that water into grape juice. Come on. Okay, fine. Grape <laughs> juice. Some people I, I did go to Church of Christ. I did have grape juice uh, during, uh, yeah. I have actually seen uh, people argue that the wine of the Bible was not fermented. That was just a term that was a catch-all, that it was unfermented grape juice. So, so it was not alcoholic. It was not alcoholic. And I'm always like, do you think they drink, they put non-alcohol in their water? Because... Their right. water was pretty nasty. The alcohol killed a lot of stuff. Right, right, right. The alcohol served a purpose. Right. Yeah, and Jesus, True. everybody got drunk at uh, Jesus's uh, at the the uh, wedding at Cana off of grape juice. Mm-hmm. So trust me. When I just have a long day, just sit <laughs> back and chug a few gallons of Welch's, and before I know it, I'm like dancing on the on my uh, table with throw my shirt at people of course yeah but yeah you've you've created you've created your religion here and i am an interesting uh prospect in your religion i think that you're offering me the kind of hope that i that i want and uh so how are you going to convince me even further so the next step i think is to uh 
show you what are the perks outside the hope. This is where I have to sell the perks. You get right. this group of people who are like you. Mm-hmm. You are now on a, in an exclusive club. Oh, so you mean I, who has normally been an outcast from society, am now able to belong to something that's yeah. bigger than me. Yes. Wow. And we're, we're going to give you the books. We're right. going to give you the people who are going, who've been in it, who understand it. We're going to give you some really good music. And hey, we really should talk about altar calls someday because whoo, we could have a really good topic on altar calls <laughs> and how music is used to manipulate people to come to Christ. Right, right, right. I've yeah. seen it. I've stirring the emotions. Yeah. So, insider, I can make you. I can give you the books. I can give you the people who are who've been in it longer. I can give you a place to come that is just decked out to the masses that looks beautiful. Stained glass windows and all, huh? Yeah, and it's a big auditorium, great sound system if you want it, a bunch of people just sitting sitting around, and you love them. They're all cool. They Mm high-five. I can even give you the cool church where people wear hats and shorts. Really? The cool church? The cool church. And the preacher, you know he used to surf. What if he I don't more because want, he lives in middle America. What if I don't want to go to the cool church? What if I just want some laid back, older generation, down home, country, just sort of, you know, right. maybe even some acapella singing. Just go down the street. We got another there's, one for you down there's there. A, there's another brand for that. Yeah, we, we have it all. We we have every type. There's a diet church down the road? Diet church down the road. That's awesome. We got Church Zero, we got Diet Church, we got Vanilla Church, we got Cherry Church, we got them all. Whatever you do, though, don't switch over to Pepsi Church. Oh, of course. That's not a real church. Of course. Because they course. believe in too much sugar. Right. <laughs> and whatever you do, do not go to the Sam's Church, because that mm. stuff is just, that is just, that's just a ripoff. Down. Yeah, absolutely. A complete ripoff. Yeah, it's a waste of your time. It's not real. But yes, I can give you an insider. Uh, hmm. We have to make all the me an insider. You to this will, group. Once you follow it, once you say this is what I'm in for, you'll be an insider in this group, and we'll give you rules that make sense and a lifestyle that makes sense. And guess what? You'll get hmm. so much in return. Wow. So I'm going to give you meaning. I'm going to give yeah. you hope, and hmm. I'm going to make you an insider that makes you better off than all the outsiders. This sounds amazing. Here's my question. I have stipulations, though. You know, if I'm going to commit to this, right, first of all, do I really have to read all this stuff? Because I don't have time for that. Like, Or can you just force feed it to me somehow, like, I don't know, through weekly meetings or something? And also, like, what, like, do I really have to change a lot of my lifestyle and attitude and everything? Because I just don't know if I can do all that. So here's the thing. Mm. We prefer you to read it all, but we understand that it's a big book. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you bits and pieces of it, and we're going to have like multiple meetings over the week. Mm. And some of them, almost all of them, are going to actually read from passages and discuss these passages more. Some Mm. of those where someone's telling the passages to us, and other ones where you bring your book and someone reads it out, and then your little group We'll discuss mm. these passages. So that is going to be helpful where you don't cool. have to learn it. 
what if somebody says something during these discussions that nobody else agrees with? Then you can just tell, show them in the book. You'll have at least one person knowledgeable in the book who can show them why they're wrong. Okay, okay. So yeah. there's always going to be at least one person who knows what the absolute truth is about this. Generally, and if not, here's the thing. It's okay that we don't know the absolute truth. Okay. Because our, our leaders do. Or our leaders can help us. Or we can pray uh, and learn. What makes our leaders so special? They were chosen to be our leaders. By who? By our by our higher power. Oh, okay. It was a calling. It's a vocation. Okay. And you'll get your vocation too. You will be chosen. Your job will be chosen for you. It will. You'll get it in the middle of the night. You'll just. It'll click. It'll just come and to me. You'll know what you need to do. Wow. And so, maybe you too can get into leadership, or maybe you need to go help bring more people to this great place. Well, how much we is this going to cost me? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't actually cost you anything. Really? Really. Because the thing about our religion mm-hmm. is that, one, we pay the taxes on the things we're supposed to pay taxes so that we don't get caught by the FBI you or the actually IRS. actually pay taxes. Your religion is going to actually pay taxes. On the things we're supposed to pay taxes on. There are certain things that religious groups do have to pay taxes on. Okay. Like there are certain parts, certain buildings, and certain things they do mm-hmm. pay taxes on. Very little, but there are certain properties and ownership things. So we pay taxes on the things we're supposed to legally pay taxes on. We do not be stupid enough to get shut down by the IRS. Mm-hmm. Number two, we don't force anybody to put in any money unless they want to because that will also get you shut down by the u.s government this religion's in the u.s by the way okay fine yeah that's in just our, the way. In our fake religion so but yeah. is there some sort of like i don't know um coercing or means of extortion where you could like guilt me into paying oh yeah we can definitely we will definitely say it's best for you to pay because guess what that's what the book says. Well, how much so want do I pay? need to pay? How much well, do I have to pay? Everybody pays what they need to pay. So we, we, we throw out a number like 10% just to be easy. And also it's easy to figure out. So if you have $100, you pay $10. Super mm. easy to come up with. But okay. we say like if you're, if you're really poor and don't have any money, 1% is fine that time. Mm. But if you're really rich... Probably up that up a little bit, huh? The general rule of thumb is because you want to show you're super committed to this religion, mm-hmm. you want to pay until it hurts just a little bit. I see. Not okay. more than a little bit, but just a little bit where it pushes you back just a little bit where you're not as comfortable. Because the goal is you don't want to be too comfortable in your money. Mm. You don't so want you're to be... the founder. You're the founder of this religion. Yes. And I'm giving you all, and, and, and me and my fellow believers are giving you all this money. What are you going to do with it? We're obviously going to build us a place, first of all, that looks great if we need, if we don't have one currently or add on. Mm-hmm. we got to add on more places, right? Right, right, Two, right. we need to pay our staff, right? We, gotta, we have people working this full time. Mm. We want to okay. pay them so they can do their job full time. So you can always have someone who's there for you. Okay. At any given moment, if you're in need, there's going to be someone who can talk to you. 
But you are definitely not going to just pad your own pocket and buy a Mercedes with this money, right? Not my religion, no. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Because that is not smart. We also that does that does point out the fact that uh, our main leader of each individual building will need a place to stay, rent free. So we will also pay for that. Okay. Um, we will have money set aside for what we call uh, evangelism, mm-hmm. where we go out and get more people, bring them to the good news. Oh, so you go out and coerce them the same way you coerce me to believe this. Yes, we did not coerce. We just... Convinced. Convinced. Okay. So that's going to be important. And then, of course, we're going to have some money set aside for emergencies for people. When uh, someone has a $10,000 hospital bill, we're going to at least put in $1,000 to help them out. Okay, what if I got, like, my cousin over here who's not really a part of this club, but... And, and his lifestyle contradicts what your life or the, what your religion is is uh, perpetuating, but um, he has cancer and he really needs some financial help. What about that? See, here's the thing: financial help is not the only help we provide. Oh, so you, it's not even the most important help. So, what's the most important thing you can do for him? Missions. Evangelism. So you're going to go convince my cousin who has cancer and is dying and who needs money to pay for his. Uh, medical expenses to join our religion yes why don't you just help them get rid of the cancer well first of all we don't know that it will actually work second of all you can't just give all your money away we never have any money to help everybody there are seven billion people on this on this earth if we Mm. had seven say we had 30 billion dollars right we just had that amount of money that would be four dollars per person. Mm. Mm. You I can't see. give it to everyone. No. So we but give what if somebody really, bit? really needs it? Like they're he's gonna like dude has fucking colon cancer and he's gonna die if he doesn't get some help. Well, to get that's what this. we do. We give a little bit. That's where we can give a little bit extra, as I said. So what as if we he's said, like, what if he, what if his lifestyle goes against what your religion teaches? We're gonna help him out in other ways. We're gonna we'll we'll we'll, te- we'll put him in the prayer book. Okay. So people can pray for him, and we'll ask other oh, people. Oh, so to help you guys him. are going to talk to your deity on his behalf? Yes. Because he yeah. can't do it himself. It's a chorus of people. Oh, so your de- your deity has like, uh, you know, there's only is there's a finite amount of like intake that he can listen to that your deity can listen to before he just completely goes numb to it. So the more that one person, the, the group of people, that your group of people is saying to the deity, the more he's likely to listen. It's it's kind of like a hearing aid. That makes no sense. <laughs> I'm so confused how this works. <laughs> it, our deity can't really hear that well, so you have to shout, and you get a bunch of people to shout at the same time. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I see. So that's why you raise your chorus to the top of your lungs. I see, yeah. I see. The problem is, we also remember that it's not in our will, but in our deity, deity's will. That all things happen. So your DD so, gave my friend cancer or my cousin cancer? No, that's not how it happened. God, our deity, is not responsible for all bad things. Bad things entered this earth a long time ago. If, as you'll see, if you read our uh, our book, the the beginnings of our book, mm-hmm. and when bad things entered this earth, there was a lot of problems that happened. 
that okay. RDD cannot overcome because that would go against the rules RDD set up for. The but your DD created the Earth, right? Yes, and there are certain rules that our DD cannot overcome, otherwise it would break the universe. Who made the rules? The deity. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Wait. Hold on, hold on. Your DD created all the rules that your DD cannot himself break. Yes. <laughs> what? Can Jesus eat a burrito so hot that can Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that he can't eat it? Wow, you just blew my mind. Yes. And the answer <laughs> is this isn't this is by nature not logical. Okay. So this is one of those things. When the rules have been set from the beginning of time, mm-hmm. those rules cannot be broken because not even by the not even by the creator himself. No, because to break the rules would be break this would be to break the system. It's basically you have a computer and it's malfunctioning. So what do you okay. do? What's the first thing you do? If you, you have, have a, computer, a computer that's malfunctioning, I try to figure out what's wrong with it. Yeah, so you try to figure out what's wrong with it. So you try to fix the apps. You try to do some um, some basic troubleshooting, right? Sure, sure. And you're doing all these different things. You're running programs and they're not working. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, you have two options. You either let the malfunction continue and you try to work around it by adding in new programs and be careful on what you do, or you reboot the system. Well, if you reboot the system, everything that was running when you reboot it is lost. Mm. So by rebooting, you mean basically, so in this example, my cousin who has cancer uh, you just kill him off and let a new let a new child be born. No, no. What that means is that this, there's a problem. There's a virus on the computer, and right. the only way I can truly get rid of the virus is to reboot the entire computer. Okay. Or reinstall the software. But if I do that, I will not only take out the programs that the virus is infecting. I will also take out. All the programs the virus is not infecting. Right. So, I'm so you're re-imaging, it. you're re-imaging your your device. Yeah. So I have to put on new programs to try to overcome the virus or minimize the virus as best as possible, and hope that these programs will work to help overcome that virus as best as possible or keep it down until a future where I can get another computer and move all the good stuff over without the virus. Okay. That's the universe. The universe is the computer. So mm. God created the computer and is working the computer, and then the virus of uh, this great sin happened. And God could either reset, reboot the computer, and destroy the entire universe, or bring in a salvation app. So your your religion is the app that's going to save the yes. rest of the. Our religion, my our religion is the things that come from the app, all the uh, and all the programs. I'm not really good on computer terminology. No, no, no I got you, I got you. That come out of this app. The ah. App is, is the app is in is basically going into all the other apps to protect them from this virus, and then together 
they can join together to try to push down the virus long enough for the new one. And if you do not join the app, then when the day comes that the computer is up. If you don't download the app. Yeah. If the app is not, your humans are software in the computer. And if they do not download, upgrade their systems with the app, someday they cannot join the new computer because they will bring along the virus with them. That's terrifying. Yes. That is freaking terrifying. (laughs) Also, I may have just convinced myself. (laughs) (laughs) The religion that you just convinced Um, No, I may have just, I think I just explained theodicy very freaking good. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So, just so we we can summarize here. You're, you're the religion that you've invented, and this is how you invent a religion, right? So you, you've created a, a system that it's institutionalized. It provides yes. hope. Yes. Um, it provides meaning. It provides meaning. It allows for individuals to have some amount of freedom, yes. but still has, still maintains enough control to where they don't go outside the lines of behavioral. Yes. Yeah. yes, you want some freedom, but you can't have too much freedom. You've okay. got to follow along to a good degree, otherwise you're not a part of it. So, you, so you've, you've created a few rules for your religion, I assume. Yes. Okay, so what kind of rules do you have for your religion? So the rules are very simple. Um, I'm not going to go through it. It's like 15 pages. Oh, we don't need to go through all that right now. We don't talk about that. I'm trying to find the main one, but here's here's the rules basically for my religion. All the rules, all the laws are summed up in three things. Mm -hmm. Love the creator. Love your neighbor, which is Mm. anybody else. Love them. Well, what if they don't agree with me? You still love them. And then lastly, love yourself. Okay. So show love to God. Or creator, however you want to say it. I've been using God, the higher power, creator, kind of interchangeably. Sure. So love God, love neighbor, love self. Neighbor is anyone, anyone in the, on earth. Now, what I did not define is love. Mm. What does it mean to love? And that is something that, in my religion, they will fight about for the next 6,000 year, 6, years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like in your religion... Um, if let's say if I'm, if I'm a subscriber to your religion and I go out and murder someone who practices a different religion, I'm doing it. out of love. Well, you don't want to murder somebody. That's not love. There are oh. sub roles too. And murder is one of those several. I didn't define all the sub roles. Can I at least villainize them? Can I at least be like, you know what? Those are bad guys. I mean, maybe. yeah, I mean, obviously they are, but... Oh, okay, okay. All you right. just can't murder. <laughs> just can't murder. Kill them with kindness. But what if, like, Not some of your subscribers do murder them? Then we have a repentance system. Oh. Where they can come back to the fold, but they have to do some things to show that they have changed. Like, go sit in the booth and talk to the head guy. That's one way. Another way is, you know, you can uh, you can give monies. Um, oh, wow. So you can like, buy your way out of like trouble. Yes, but you can't go doing it again. Otherwise, the next time it'll have to be more monies. That is really convenient. Wow. 
So it's it's like uh, y- your first your first offense is free. Yeah. <laughs> but each offense just adds on to each other. Oh wow! So it's like an entire wow, like an, a hierarchy of offenses that. Yeah. I mean, who's going to keep track of all this stuff? Um, it, it, it's that's what the church secretary is for. <laughs> <laughs> they keep the minutes. <laughs> wow. Or better yet, the DDM, the DD himself keeps track of it because he's always watching you. He's well aware of everything that you're doing. And if you don't repent for that thing that you've done, he's going to know about it. And you're going to pay for it later on, like it or not. Yes. And I keep uh, using yeah, I shouldn't be so gender biased, but it's, we're, we're coming from a, a preconceived notion of, of what a deity is in our culture. So so um, we've we've successfully created a religion, and I'm a subscriber to it. What's the name you came up with for your religion? Uh, it was, well, I didn't actually come up with a name. The religious text is called the uh, Synopsia. So the religion is like synopsisism. I think the religion is, uh, it's synopsia. Uh, this is actually the name of the book. Okay. Uh, a synopsia, parentheses, a summary mm-hmm. of the sacred, which is what a synopsia is, and the, of the stories and instructions of creation and redemption given to the peoples of the world. So a synopsia or a, synops- a summary of the sacred of the stories and instructions of creation and redemption given to the peoples of the world. Yeah. So if you are writing a paper about all of this, uh, papers are due at the end of the week. Just go ahead and email them to us, and we will gladly grade them and post them on our website. Yes. Uh, we prefer them to be double spaced. Double spaced, uh, definitely. 1.1 inch margins. 12.5 font times New Roman. Don't the, cheat by using block quotes for every five paragraphs. Do it every six paragraphs. Uh, <laughs> we need a. Uh, we want it in APA. Mm. Excuse me. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a different uh, degree coming out. We want it in uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago style. Uh, Definitely uh, Chicago. What's the specific Turabian, right? Yeah. Um, which is a style of, of offshoot of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we want it in Turabian uh, format. No more than 15 pages, including you, including every single page. Right. Your cover sheet, your... Uh, I don't you think know. you have a cover sheet in Chicago. Oh, no, you don't. You're right. Uh, well, then you you're... You're an APA. Yeah, I'm thinking of it. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely your work cited page, though. Definitely should count towards your 15 pages. Yes. But don't cite, like, 30 freaking resources and think you're going to get away with two pages because it just doesn't fly. You two know. Two resources per page is a good average. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But don't cite an entire, you know, 12 paragraphs and then call that one single page because, uh, yeah, that doesn't count. You got to have some original content in there. Yes. You, know? you need to have at least 80% original content. Terrific. We'd be we great. We won't count because there will be at most one person who's <laughs> in a paper and it'll probably no, but... be Adam. <laughs> well, we need to read. I want to read your, uh, Yes, I will send that to you. Uh, I forgot how to send that. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right, so we're going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, Thank you for listening to our blabbering. Uh, This has been the In Pencil podcast. Do you want to sign? Do you want to do your little sign off thing? 
thank you for yes thank you for listening to our podcast today uh, as we know life is not written in ink it is not unchangeable we grow erase write again and learn new things it means life is written in pencil and this is our podcast we'll see you next time